0: welcome everybody to beat the shift baseball this is episode 65 for february 7th of 2020 i'm alex and i'm here today with ray estrada and alex rudy how you guys doing
1: i'm doing good how are you Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm yeah. always good. I'm, I'm. I'm well. I'm not doing as good as I usually am because my back hurts. But oh, yeah. Well, How are you doing, Rudy? <laughs> <boo-hoo>.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'm chillaxing.
1: Chillaxing,
0: dude. It's the first time we've podcasted in 2020. Yes. We have f- it. We made it we've to a new decade.
2: In the last 2020 years as well.
0: Wait, what? What? <laughs> I don't, I don't get it.
2: Like it's been that long since we podcasted.
0: Ah, there it is. There's there's Mm. the the almost required. How long has it been? Um, I don't. Yeah, we're we're gonna do it. We're we're podcasting again, uh, and we're going to talk about the biggest news that we haven't talked about at all, which is cheating in baseball. And we're also how long we haven't
1: podcasted. We haven't been able to talk about that. We're also
0: going to talk about almost blockbuster trades. One in particular that is involving. Mookie Betts and I figure first we'll talk about something that was a big story last year that is kind of resurfaced. It is almost it it's comical at this point, but it's almost like self satire, and that's the whole Tampa Bay in Montreal timeshare idea. And like I don't I don't honestly don't know very much about it, but Rudy, it sounds like you have. <laughs> yeah like some interesting thoughts about just like how the whole thing is playing out kind of like a, uh, well, uh, you go ahead and explain just just how ridiculous the whole thing is.
2: Well, I think the sales pitch itself pretty sums up quite nicely that essentially the prospective Montreal investor stated that the reason the players should be for it, in this case, be pro uprooting their entire lives in the middle of a hundred and sixty four is I even how many games are nope. <laughs> over <No. laughs> So close. <laughs> Five. I think we, I think we right. should
0: shut it down now. That's, that's a bad <laughs> sign.
2: True. Um Regardless, he basically said that because Montreal is such a cosmopolitan place and it offers them and, and their wives a getaway from the heat of Florida um, that I, that's basically a classic timeshare sales pitch right there I can't admit he's deviating from the path too hard but it has I mean I'd be definitely one of the most absurd geographical decisions in sports in quite some time it really sounds like something like you guys have ever seen that movie at um, semi-pro with Will Ferrell
0: no. not Oh, one. wait. Yeah, that's the basketball one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. It feels like a gimmick straight out of that, honestly, to me. <laughs> like 70s, like, eight minor league, like, basketball stuff, shit.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, obviously, it's ridiculous. I and the, the main reason that it interests me is is that, like, those cities, obviously, you know, good, like, I, Tampa Bay is a terrible baseball city. Montreal probably, you know, would be a decent baseball city should it happen again. But just, like, really random uncompatible cities to do that like if if a team were forced to do this what would the two best cities like what would the best city pairing be of like a share a time shared team like I, I mean because obviously something close together would make the most sense but just from like a fun a fun perspective like at Florida and Canada like that's just completely random
1: yeah would not you... not not baseball but what about like the Phoenix Suns, because there's two arenas in Phoenix. That the Suns play at? The Suns play in one, the Arizona Coyotes play in another. That'd be a weird timeshare where they're staying in the same city, but...
0: Wait, is that
1: hockey? Arenas. Hockey is Coyotes, yes. They're oh. technically in Glendale.
0: Eh, that's that's not... I It, I, would, it would be something like if the if the Raiders decided to just like split time instead of move to... They to almost played
1: a year in San Diego.
0: I mean... Yeah, I mean, the football does football is definitely way better at doing weird stuff with moving cities and, and all that than baseball is, but yeah, I don't know. Any fun combinations of cities that you that you'd be interested in seeing? Me? Yeah.
2: I'd be interested in seeing the Thunder move back to Seattle permanently.
0: I would like that. What if they had to split time? No. No. <laughs>
2: I don't see the fun of splitting time. I think that like is an inherent insult to Oh not
0: not for the players. This is not like a serious like obviously well, it's a terrible I, idea.
2: In terms of what a sports team is supposed to mean to the place it is, I think that's inherently insulting.
0: Yeah, I, I think it is. I, I think Yeah, because it's a fan driven activity and there's nothing that speaks to the fans in that case other than like, all right, we're going to go now. Um, Have fun watching us in another city. Uh, But yeah, let's, let's talk about, um, let's talk about cheating first. We'll talk about Mookie later. Let's talk about the cheating scandal because I feel like we're going to breeze through it because none of us have the kind of passionate rage and random like, thought process about what could potentially have happened like we're, we're not the speculative types so there's old. there was what happened and they you know the gm and the manager got banned and then fired and no players got punished in any way shape or form people are pissed about that and we're just waiting for uh, Alex Cora to get in trouble now so that's that's the easiest way to summarize the punishments which is basically nothing but yeah
1: they lost draft picks that's punishment apparently
0: yeah oh yeah i guess that is punishment technically they were fined five million dollars too.
1: Um, boohoo a maximum allowable fine under the mlb constitution
0: yeah but uh, the the whole thing that interests me the most honestly is just the uh, the fan reaction or just the whole baseball world's reaction in their unique concepts of what the scale of this could have been it's like what what is the most insane scenario that you can imagine for cheating and then then it's fun because as it is right now it's kind of boring do, do you feel that rudy because i know that you're kind of you're sick of this the minor developments that they keep trickling in right
2: i mean personally i don't like to me it, it yeah I had. A, I don't think, it, like, to me personally, at my level of fandom, I guess, it do, I was almost going to make a political comparison, that's not what the podcast is about, I don't <laughs> care at my level of fandom, like, the intricacies and the levels of what they did, because it was already bad enough to me, so I guess, like, it doesn't super interest me, like, how deep it goes, and all all that, like, I feel like provides me is more anger that the punishment in my mind was not severe enough, so... I don't. I feel like that. That's for my mental sanity just to stay away from further details.
0: I I suppose, but you know, like I mentioned, I think the most intriguing part about it is like, what what isn't known yet. Like what could have been. People talk. I think the the buzzers, the real time buzzers, um, using the video relay system, whether that be in the form of like a bandage or just tape that buzzes on your on somebody's body. That would be so that would take it to such an extreme new level. I and obviously at that point, you know, whether it's through like, you know, Bluetooth or whatever it is, not limited to being the home team anymore, right? Cuz you could anybody could do that. Like it's not it's not, it's not a hard thing to uh to set up with the kind of technology you have. And also just like you know, today there was news um there was an article that was released about um astro's front office emails that were shared about um a code breaking technology um that was used basically to to decode catcher signs in a really efficient manner um which isn't new like we've known that's been a thing um but this was what they were using in real time and they refer to it as the dark arts which i loved because it makes everything so much more dramatic and I feel like that's that's every what everybody's trying to do. They're trying to to add drama wherever it may be. But you know, d- doesn't it make you wonder just like how like what would happen if the the rumors that other teams, you know use similar methods of cheating or have used similar methods of cheating in, in recent years? and this just comes out and is somehow confirmed to be true. And it just blows up everything. Like, aren't you a little curious about what would happen at that point? Either of you? <laughs> I can't.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I want to go back to the point that you said there's not rage left. I'm still mad.
0: Oh, I mean, personally, as a Yankees fan, of course I'm mad. Because, you know, the what could have been is like, all right, you know, Screw them! Like they 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 took away a great opportunity for you as a Dodgers fan twice over. Um, but yes. That's like that's I I'm maybe a little more over
2: that than
1: than some other people. To me, it was a lack of remorse from the players. Yeah, I'm
2: with that. I agree. That's that's the that's, that's what, what the, pissed
1: me off more yeah. is the fact. I that... think. It
2: was worse. Sorry to interrupt, but it's even worse is the players who are mad that mike frears like whistleblow Ooh, like that's mike, ser- mike
0: frears mike Fieri.
2: <laughs> guy Fieri whistle whistleblowed about it. like you basically like that's it like that just shows you how there's a toxic toxic toxicity to the sportsmanship that is deeply rooted in the game in my opinion
0: yeah and it, it make that's you know part of that obviously it's really scummy but part of it just the way that the players have responded and and everything else makes me think, like, how... Like, I wouldn't be shocked at all if this goes so much deeper and on such a huge scale that, like, something just happens.
1: Yeah. It sounds like they have a system set up somewhere else or something else because they don't sound like...
0: Yeah, it seems like they still have so much that they're trying to prevent from being unearthed. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> it... well, what was that 2 quote saying, like, oh, nobody believes this? Like, no, no, does that not... You said we'll be back in the World Series and we'll show them. It's like, no, nobody's saying you're not gonna be back to the World Series. Everybody's <laughs> saying that you're terror- that you're an abomination to the game and a cheater. They're not doubting your yeah. uh, talents. And then Bregman, what was it? The commissioner made a report, the Astros did what they did, even though he was a member of the Astros. And uh, and then that's all he said to every question that they got asked, like, What'd you do today? The commissioner made a report, the Astros did what Are they did. Are you talking
0: about what Hinch? No, that was Bregman. Bregman said the same... Because Hinch was essentially H- doing the same Hinge thing Hinch danced today. around
1: the tainted uh, championship question.
0: Yeah, so uh, um, if you don't know, Major uh, MLB Network <laughs> did an interview with AJ Hinch, which I have no idea why he agreed to do, because it was sort of a half-hearted non-apology that revealed nothing to anybody about anything. But I guess like it's his first public you know, ca- on-camera appearance since this happened and if anything I'm like more suspicious now because of <laughs> because of how how dodgy everything is it, you know I, I I don't know I I'm obviously not going to be hanging on the edge of my seat just waiting for things to trickle out if something blows up that'd be awesome and awesome in a bad way you know <laughs> but like I can't imagine anything good happening from from that but um I think it's just so fascinating to think about how much teams could be getting away with this whole time and you know the lack of response is not comforting from major league baseball because i'm not convinced that teams are going to stop cheating at all because of this but you know then then my mind gets racing the way it does and i want to ask you guys this question of like what's the most insane like hypothetical Scandal or cheating scandal that you can think of surrounding, like major league players that may not even might not even be remotely related to to sign stealing, just like another way. I mean, obviously steroids is a big one. Are you saying That's historically or like just in like now so, or in the future? Like what else? What else could could just shake everything to its core? Whether that be like. You know, steroids or like some other form of technology, microchips to cheat. Microchips in microchips what? In, in in players' heads. It, <laughs> it just tells them like, hey, fastball's coming. Like Google, like what if they just used like augmented reality, like Conchics. contacts? What? And so you like, can't tell they're wearing oh. their glasses. See, I that that could be that's probably the next that's gonna be the next big one a decade from now. Calling it. What do you think? It's gonna I mean, be a, the Astros again.
2: Maybe, I, don't yeah. think it's just, I don't think this is cheating, but I don't just see why the pitchers and the catchers and the managers can't just all have, like, earbuds to communicate signs instead of fucking the archaic method from 1864 of, of manual signs. I'm pretty
0: sure in 1864, the batter could actually just request whatever pitch he wanted. So that wasn't even a thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously that makes too much sense to be, yeah. to be discussed in this podcast. I'm a little disappointed. I'm looking for something a little more senseless and and wild. What if they just allowed all forms of technology to be used?
2: Like satellite lasers?
0: Yeah. Wait, what? (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm not, I I don't quite understand where you're going with that, but um, that would be interesting. Um, the other the other thing that that like pops into my mind in terms of like wide scale cheating would be involving like sabotaging other teams whether that be through like i have no idea for some reason like the first thing that pops into my mind is like somehow drugging members of other teams like very subtly to make them perform worse which is like be terrible put it in, the, like,
1: in their Gatorade yeah in their some, water cooler you know or in the
0: very in the most you know, um, then everybody's gonna try yeah. to
1: hire Sean Rodriguez when they go on the road because then he just destroys all the watercolors. That's true. That would work, just out of paranoia, <laughs>
0: um, or like, yeah, or or conspire. You know, this this is something that ha- is not new. Is you know con- conspiring to have a certain outcome happen, to have a certain team win. Like, how how hard could that be nowadays? Right? Like, I feel like i feel like there's so much more at stake now that like there could be some huge elaborate scheme to say like all right we're we're gonna conspire to have the marlins win the 2025 world series and here's how it's gonna unfold in some like crazy way i don't know it's there's there's endless possibilities nowadays um we can move on from this though and just talk about mookie bets because like everything else this off season they just got to keep us on the edge of our seat leaking out little bits of information because it's technically not done yet and I'm just thinking in my mind I'm thinking how crazy this would be if this just didn't end up happening because of one failed physical which I don't think it will No, you know be, canth- be called off but the Red Sox are asking the Red Sox originally were getting Verdugo from the Dodgers and um, Dar- Grat Gra- Troll yeah. Gratterall, yeah. Gra- Gratterall. Like like Adderall? Yeah, I guess. Gratterall. Um from the twins in you know, this three team type of situation, Ken Tomato going to the twins and all that. Uh Gratterall has not passed as physical somehow, and now the Red Sox are asking for more prospects from the Twins. They're asking for a top ten guy from the Twins. It's just not gonna happen. No. So I don't I don't know where they're at right now. Is what what is Mookie doing? Is Mookie still like Planning, moving, like, buying property Mookie's, in L.A.? Mookie, no,
1: Mookie's on the plane. He's just circling over, like, Kansas or something, waiting for the trade to get approved.
0: Yeah, could you imagine and being Bryce. a player in this? Yeah, that's just, yeah, it's nuts. Um, I guess, do you want it, Rudy, do you want to talk at all about, like, the competitive imp- implications of this? Because I, I think those are pretty straightforward and maybe not as, you know, like, what's what are the biggest
2: should I talk about it? Un- if unknown changes.
0: Yeah, like what? What do you feel are going to be the biggest, you know, outcomes of this, other than the obvious?
2: That's <laughs> uh, really put on the spot. I mean, I think it changes the. I mean, the implications are that baseball. Basically, is three team. It just I think I think really the only big the biggest implication is that reaffirms we, we the already existing nature that there's three teams in baseball that are truly elite.
0: Yeah, and it's For so weird because there were four last year. There were four super teams, and one of them to decided four. to sell, and one of them decided to sell a, a year later. the
1: Red Sox. Yeah, they the were. Yeah, they were supposed to be a super team last yeah, year after the World were. Series. And I don't <laughs> mean, know. On paper, uh, they were, and then they did not
2: perform like it. Right. So I just I and all it does is re- I guess reduce. I think I think it simultaneously increases competitive balance in the league because it like instead of having four playoff favorites, I guess it makes it. Though I don't think a lot of people have the Red Sox making playoffs even with Mookie. It makes it three. But I mean, obviously, in terms of World Series predictions, it. Makes it unbelievably simplistic in terms of, like what that means for baseball. I mean, I think baseball is happy that it will has a very good chance of having L. A., New York World Series, which is what it really wants more than anything. I think baseball wants a star who's marketable like Mookie in L. A., and there's gonna be a whole Trout rivalry aspect to it, of course. They'll try to create, and I think that's all great for baseball. You know, for like those Reds, the Red Sox, and the Yankees. This era just never really meshed at the same time to have any sort of um, cohesive like rivalry to take advantage of to create drama in that way. Um, so I think in that terms, um, it's significant. And I do think in the larger macro perspective in terms of how this affects salaries and team strategy, Alex, you had a great point yesterday, last night, to me saying how this really shows how teams generally just want to use up all the value for the from their star players for cheap and then sell them before they have to really pay them. And I think that was, that's was that been true for a while for small market teams. But this is the first time I, can really, I really feel like a big market team um, has done that. And it's going to be interesting going forward as the baseball gets closer to the next clock. The bargaining agreement, we've already had all these issues with free agency last year. This year obviously went better. But... Um, you know, it, it, it it's if if Mookie bets is the kind of guy that the team that has him doesn't want to pay, you know what what does that say about the state of the sport in general? I don't I don't think it's a pot. Not and I'll finish rambling here. I don't think overall this is a good, like, baseball optics move. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Or just. Maybe it is to a very casual fan, right? Because it takes a lot of deeper thinking to really think about the the implications of this, which is good. So why we're talking about it? You know what this means about like how teams will go about, you know, handling their star players going forward. Um, because you know we we look at the the Rockies were this close to trading their star player who they recently signed to an extension, the Indians are almost certainly going to trade Lindor before he hits free agency next offseason. Like, there's so much more that can happen to like reinforce that in the meantime that I feel like we'll be revisiting it a lot. So, you know, all, all really good points. And obviously, you know, the Dodgers were already going to be insanely good, and now they're just ridiculous. But even as ridiculous as the Dodgers are— I don't even think that they're the best lineup in baseball. Are you saying that's the Yankees. It might be the Yankees. It might be the Twins because the Twins are just disgusting, and like honestly, it's it's impossible to to like it's impossible to tell what will work and what won't work. Yeah, well, because I mean, of what the
1: Washington Nationals ex- were ex- able to exactly do. Like go back to last year. The super teams aren't winning the World Series. So we had four super teams going in the year last year. Boston fell off. Astros, Yankees made it to the LCS, and Astros went to the World Series. But then the one the one super team that was in its own league didn't make it out of the LDS. So to to say that, I mean, I I wouldn't say it's a totally thrown out of competitive balance. Might be looking at his historic numbers, but I mean, baseball is baseball It's it's a great great equalizer. I yeah, I suppose there's so many interesting
0: teams going into this year that you know we don't have. i I think it would be foolish to like get into all of them right now but i think it it's just absurd to have multiple teams in the league where it's like a disappointing season if they don't if they don't win at all right because i mean obviously everybody feels that way but like a hundred win season like another hundred win season is not gonna is not gonna cut it you know that's not gonna be enough to satisfy (laughs) people which is just insane to me um but, who knows, this might, there, I still maintain that just based on how ridiculous teams can, you know, conduct their business, that this either won't get done for a long time officially and Mookie Betts will stay flying in, in an airplane hovering over the Midwest until this is all resolved, um, or it, it gets blown up and it's the biggest, all of a sudden the biggest thing of the offseason is the almost... Mookie Betts trade, so you know th- there's a couple potential huge things that could happen there. So um, yeah, and then you know also the Twins getting Kenta Maeda and trading a top prospect for him. It seemed necessary. They had no pitching before that, so good on them. Um, I and I honestly am like as a Yankees fan who has watched his team like. Tear apart the twins year after year. <laughs> the The fear is more genuine than ever that
1: the twins are just gonna stomp, just steamroll their way through. Yeah, they signed Josh Johnson.
0: Yeah, they, they don't have to
1: play C. They they don't have CJ Crown
0: No, yeah, big big plus for them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, I don't know. There's there's so many things about the super, you know the super team dynamics that that really have so much question like there's so much question surrounding the super teams even though they spend so much money and have really great players and seemingly have no doubt about getting there but you know even last year the yankees super team was decimated by injuries unlike any other team we've ever seen probably and and things still happen like there's still so many factors to come um yeah, I I think that's do you have anything else to say about Mookie or the or anything else surrounding this whole deal? We didn't even talk about the Angels part of it. I always loved
2: Mookie. I feel like I couldn't admit it because of his team affiliation. So I'm very happy as just a general fan that he's on a team that I don't have any real strong feeling towards.
0: You have no quarrel with the Dodgers?
2: Exactly. If anything, I'm like mildly positive towards them. I root against, so, against. I root against them just
0: because Ray's a Dodgers fan. I well, root against them just because Dodgers-Yankees is an old rivalry. So screw the Yankees. Yeah,
2: that's
0: fair. You think that hurt, you think that phases us?
1: No, no. It's not meant to phase you. Uh,
0: I don't care about you. All right. Well, <laughs> that, this that's de- this has devolved quickly. Um. Yeah. Was there anything else that that we should have talked about from the last like two months of the season how about the how about there's just the fact that the padres are seemingly just all talk and you know or have rumors swirling about everything and haven't yeah done anything Well,
1: because they got Machado and Hosmer the last two years all of a sudden the padres are big spenders and like wheeling and dealing
0: yeah but they they traded for Tommy Pham
1: yeah that's Which right. I thought was a good trade for the That's Padres. That's all
0: they did. No, it's a great trade. That's all they did. Not a good one for the Rays. I feel like the Padres are tied to every single story. Like, whether it's, you know, Lindor or, you know, one of the big, you know, Kluber, any, any big pitchers, they're, they're always one of the rumored teams or saying they're in discussions for things and nothing's happened for them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is absurd. You know, Mookie Betts was, you know, Padres fans were getting legitimately excited about potentially having even a year of Mookie Betts because it's, like, a legitimately good player, not a Manny Machado-type player who's, like, an artificially... like who's, like, in the media, construed as a really good player, but Wait. in reality is, like, an 800 OPS hitter.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> okay, that's still a very good player.
0: No, uh, not a superstar. He was a superstar, he, though. For... He was with the Orioles, which, by the time he went to the Padres, like, you know he had a really good ha- like you all expected him to be way better with the
1: Padres last year
0: but why why did we do that what what is wrong with us why did we believe that Manny machado was going to transcend his his former self when really it, all evidence points to the th- just the fact that he abused the heck out of camden yards and we all fell for it <laughs> that's that's pretty much what happened <laughs> right <laughs> like i i don't know and then Eric Hosmer, I don't know, has got. Some... Eric Hosmer
1: got off his every other year train to just be mediocre every year. Poof,
0: I yeah, he's and Will Myers is Will Myers. He Eric Hosmer probably is the luckiest player of the last decade. Is that fair to say? Would you can you think of a luckier player just in terms of like how everything went down for them?
2: I mean, they made, he made a whole career off of like a Sports Illustrated article from like 2008. <laughs> exactly. About I remember it. I'm like, probably. He's like the Andrew Wiggins of baseball, but with a championship.
1: Saying so, you know, Osmer has a title. True. And he, I yes,
0: Andrew Wiggins got paid as well. Andrew, uh, you said that you think Andrew Wiggins with the Warriors is gonna be good, because, just because you trust the Warriors.
2: I, I, I think. If he is good anywhere, it'll be there.
0: If if it were to happen, he's in the right place for it. I feel like the Padres at this point are like the opposite. Like if the Padres are interested in this player or like believe in a certain player now, I I'm almost inclined to believe that like something's wrong. This this (laughs) this isn't gonna go well. This something something has to be wrong with them. Like Tommy Pham now. Like I was a huge Tommy Pham fan, and now that the Padres have got him, like all right, there's something uh, something I'm missing. Something's gonna go wrong. I know. And also, it.
1: you don't, especially come for the Rays. You don't expect the Rays to make a trade. That, that yeah, like be that. If lopsided. the Rays,
0: the Rays are dishing, then like, what's wrong? <laughs> I felt the same with like, um, with you know Jake Bowers last year with the Rays, much lower caliber player, but like was a pretty good prospect, and I was pretty excited about and him. Showed like, some flashes. start yeah, showed some flashes, and they trade him, and I'm like, okay, what's something's wrong here? The Rays traded him. I mean, the Rays trade everybody, but like they traded a, an asset, like a young asset, for yandy diaz so so i immediately just because of the teams that were involved was like okay yandy diaz they're on to something and i was clearly missing something with jake bowers because he sucked with the indians last year so who knows it's maybe we should just trust the teams i don't know all the teams that don't cheat i don't know everybody
1: except the uh Astros.
0: Yeah, I I guess one last question before we wrap up here just kind of circling back to the the cheating um, kind of relating to how I'm talking about how we trust organizations to do the right thing is, do you think that say the Astros I'm not saying this is going to happen, say the Astros eliminate any form of um, dishonest cheating using technology from their from their scheme, from their program, do, like, do you trust that the Astros are going to be able to execute as well as they did? Like, minus that? You mean, assuming that they are no longer cheating... Assuming that this, are this punishment was effective and they're done cheating, do you think that it's going like, to actually impact
1: anything? Not too significantly, but, I mean for as huge a sample size as their cheating was there had to be some positive uh like uh gain to it.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's true. I, there was uh, some, you know, crazy you know, baseball fans. We, you look at the,
1: the the strikeout numbers. That's huge. Yeah. There was a, a compo-
0: There was a, a re- report that some fan put together about the the overall compiled impact of like every bang that occurred and like who benefited um, the most and like in what the actual was you know are you referring to the fan who
1: charted uh as best he could literally every yeah he, he mapped every everything. bang that he heard he charted down. Yeah. Okay, That's what yeah. I'm referring to. And he kinda just well I I don't I don't know how much uh data analysis he he did past that. Obviously he can do every game, but he um looked at, you know, certain pitchers. Mike my, my Bolsinger in a game for the Blue Jays where the Astros won like 16-5 to or something like that, had the most <sighs> bangs that year that he found, and Mike Bolzinger came up like four runs in an inning and a third, or yeah, in a third of know, an inning he hasn't pitched in. Just
0: cases like this where it's like case for case, the, the kind of impacts and then just adding yeah. all of that together gives a little bit better of an understanding. of The Freddie
1: Freeman story with, with Chris Bedlin. <laughs> I don't... Chris Medlin got rocked in Houston and he hasn't been in the league for a year and a half oh. or two years. Well, that's, yeah. It's not good. He gave
0: good. like seven runs. Bad Astros. Um, uh, all right. We're going to wrap it up here. I guess I, I'll wrap it up on a, on a fun note which I had just read like, like a few minutes ago is that Hunter Pence resigned with the Giants and Billy Hamilton signed minor league deal with the Giants. That's kind of cool. Huh, yeah. It's fun, right?
2: Those are true statements.
0: Everybody likes Hunter Pence. Everybody's kind of baffled by billy hamilton's a fun player anyway as long as he's not on your own team and makes your team worse right like he's he's got to have one of the best highlight reels of the last decade for sure and he's super fast and he's on a team with no stakes so what can go wrong right (laughs) um yeah so that is going to do it for today's podcast. Thanks for sticking with us on this one. If you did enjoy it, make sure to rate and comment and subscribe to our podcast so you can uh, stay up to date with any new ones that we post, hopefully a little, a little more frequently than than every other month. But um, beyond that as well, make sure to connect with us on social media at BeatTheShiftBP on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So that is going to do it for today thanks everybody one last time as always uh rudy farbo's not here shoot peace
1: (laughs) (laughs) i i came so close to do music ah (laughs) Now you are deciding which one of
0: us we're gonna throw no which one (laughs) i was gonna say farbode like (laughs) almost full send and i was like wait stop